This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my amazing co-host and producer, Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's up, Sean? How are you this fine day? Today, I am uber-astigetic. I don't, I can't touch that. <laughs> what is that? I am uber-enthusiastic and energetic. Right, you just did a triple play? Did that just happen? Yes. Is that a sports center yes. top 10 right triple there? Triple double for me. Fantastic. <laughs> triple double. Very fitting. Very yes, fitting. sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We've got an amazing show lined up oh, for you. Yeah. Very, very special guest is in the house on today, and we're just going to rock the house. So, very, very excited about that. We're going to talk about food. Oh, yeah. All right. The big F word, that four letter <laughs> F word that is. So important in our world today, we're going to talk about food, the ins and outs, and something I'm very, very passionate about. You know, this person uh, who we have on today, uh, she tackled something that was a big concern for me. You know, I've been in practice for over 10 years, and because of some of the crazy ingredients in our food supply and processed foods in particular, I would just tell people just don't eat it, Mm -hmm. you know, just avoid it. But then not really considering the millions, the hundreds of millions of people who are just going to eat that stuff anyways, and they're unknowingly getting poisoned. Yeah. And just giving them a little bit more of an advantage, even though we do want to change the way that we're eating overall, but just so they're not blatantly being hurt. Sure. And she took on some of the biggest food companies in the world and made some major changes. So wow. we're going to talk about that stuff. A champion. And yeah, champion. Yes. But first, let's give a quick shout out to our show sponsor, Onnit.com. Head over to onnit.com forward slash model. You're going to get 10% off all of your health and human performance supplements. Huge fan of the mm-hmm. Hemp Force Protein. Me too. The most bioavailable protein for the human body is likely going to be found in hemp because of the albumin, mm-hmm. which is soft globular protein, and the edestin, which could quite possibly be the most bioavailable protein structure for the human body. Can't beat it. Pretty cool. I'm glad. Pretty cool. <laughs> so, and it, uh, here's the big thing, though, is it actually tastes good. Well, yeah. Right? I've had some hemp protein. <laughs> I've put it into my shaker bottle, and it tastes like I was eating gravel. Like gravel and carpet shedders, <laughs> oh, right? Man. It was not good, all right? <laughs> but this actually tastes phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And just head over there, check them out, onit.com. They've also got the Shroom Tech Sport, Shroom Tech Immune. Shroom Tech Sport is my pre-workout based on cordyceps mushroom. Also, uh, methylcobalamin, which is a methylated form of B12, is in there, which is the kind that your body can actually use. Okay. Just good stuff, That's all right? You. They're amazing, great integrity. I love those guys. Onit.com forward slash model for 10% off. Now mm-hmm. let's get into the iTunes review of the week. All right, this one is from Miss Amitz 81. Uh, five stars, love, love, love this podcast. I stumbled upon this show months ago and have been hooked ever since. I love how Sean gives you all the information on a topic rather than simply just telling you to do this or don't do that. You can tell he loves the science of health and he puts the research to present you with a complete picture for health. I'm slowly implementing the tips on the show and I'm seeing some great progress. I can always rely on the Model Health Show to teach me something new every time I listen. And Jade, oh my gosh, amazing. Amazing. I love her amazing words to describe her mood for the day, and she adds such a down-to-earth and bubbly aspect to the show. Together, they make up the perfect health team. Love this show with like five hearts. Oh, man. We got hearts and stars We love on that you. One. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And wow, everybody, thank you for leaving yeah. these reviews on iTunes. Truly, thank truly you. appreciate we it. We read them. Keep them coming. We obviously, receive them. Obviously. Not just on the show. I make a notepad. <laughs> 
<laughs> so now let's go ahead and get to our special guest. Yeah. Our guest today is Vani Hari. Really? All right, Vani Hari, the food babe is in the house. Vani Hari is a revolutionary food activist, New York Times bestselling author, and was named one of the most influential people on the internet by Time Magazine in 2015. Sweet. Hari started thefoodbabe.com in April of 2011 to spread information about what is really in the American food supply. And she influenced how major food companies like Kraft, Mm -hmm. like Chipotle, like Mm -hmm. Subway, Chick-fil-A, these gargantuan food companies, she influenced how they're creating their products, steering them more towards healthier policies. Nice. She recently published her first book, The Food Babe Way, which is in bookstores around the country, <laughs> and it's featured on the bestseller list and recognized as a number one national bestseller. I love it. Vani's activism has brought in worldwide attention as she's been profiled in The Atlantic, The New York Times, Forbes, USA Today, Washington Times, Chicago Tribune, Prevention Magazine, The Economic Times of India, and was featured on the cover of Colombia's largest newspaper, El Tiempo. Vani has appeared on The Dr. Oz Show, Good Morning America, The Doctor Show, NBC News, Fox News, and is a regular cooking contributor to NBC's Charlotte Today and a food expert on CNN. She lives in North Carolina and travels around the world to speak about health and food awareness. And I'd like to welcome to the Model Health Show, Vani Hari. How are you doing today, Vani? Good. How are you doing, Sean? I'm so excited to be here. Your your show is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We, we appreciate, appreciate that. that. And you're just adding to the dynamic. You've got an awesome setup over there, by the way, for people who are watching on YouTube that can see this. If you guys, if you're not watching on YouTube, head over there, check right. out the video, and you can check out Vani and us in the studio. Just join us right here. So let's get to it. Uh, you've got to share your superhero origin story with us. What got you passionate about changing our food system in the first place. I mean, did you grow up with this kind of health consciousness or tell us your, your story? Okay, first of all, let's just get one thing clear. I knew nothing about health growing up. I knew nothing about what was in food. No one taught me any tradition, any traditional nutrition information. Um, my school schooling really didn't have a lot of health classes. And my parents certainly didn't know a lot about food. You know, I grew up um, like a, a typical American child on the standard American diet. But what's different about my situation is I had two immigrant parents that had come here from India really wanting their children to kind of fit in and 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 just be like everybody else around us. You know, we were some of the only Indian people um, living in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. And, you know, I think I was like the only Indian child like in my school. And so I just you know, wanted to eat what everybody else was eating. So I really shunned my mother's cooking that, you know, she would cook like Indian food from scratch, like every day for herself. And sometimes for my dad, um, when he wasn't teaching late at night, they're both teachers and my dad was a professor. So instead of like force feeding us the Indian food, she really allowed us to eat whatever we wanted. Both my my parents just wanted us to eat. I mean, you know, I grew up on uh, fast food, on soda, on processed foods, whatever I wanted to eat, I could eat as a child. There were no rules. There was no like, you need to eat your broccoli. You need to eat your whatever. It was like, we're, we were kind of like skinny kids growing up, me and my brother. And so my parents were just like, feed them, you know, make sure they grow. Let's feed them whatever they want to eat so that they eat. As a result, I had a lot of health issues. My brother did too, actually. You know, I had eczema all over my face, asthma. I was in and out of doctor's offices all the time. I remember in kindergarten, not wanting to go to school ever because my stomach hurt every single morning. And I remember my mom like dragging me to school and like 
taking me to the principal's office and like trying to scare me into going to school. <laughs> but I, it was true. Like I really did. I wasn't trying to fake a stomach ache or anything like that. I really just didn't feel well as a child. And um, like any parents, you know, they took me to the doctors and the doctors were like, here's this cortisone cream. Here's this drug for your asthma. Here's this other thing that you can take. Here's a cortisone shot. Oh, it's getting really bad this season. How about a steroids or these antibiotics that might work? And I mean, I was a guinea pig to the dermatologist, to the allergist, to, to all the doctors that I saw when I was younger. And as a result, I was on all of these prescription drugs very early on in my life. And it wasn't until I was in my early 20s that I started to care about my looks and started to want to feel really great and wanted to to, to have a different lifestyle. And it was this rock bottom moment where right out of college, I got an awesome job working for a big six consulting firm, Accenture. And they put me on the road, put me on this really high profile project where I was working 60 to 80 hours a week and, 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 you know, traveling on the road on the expense account. And, you know, you had all this like sudden responsibility right out of college. And it was so cool. And you're working with all these like C-level executives at these big banks. And um, I really was in the same situation where I was like, I just need to fit in. I need to do well at my job. And, I, and I'm just very ambitious as a human being. And my parents kind of raised me that way. I mean, if you know anything about the Indian culture, you know, education, job, security, all those things are like number one in, a, in an Indian family's kind of. Uh, methodology and ideology on how they bring up their children. And so it was instilled in me that I need to be like a partner one day. I need yeah. to work really hard. I need to make money. I need to have a 401k. I need to have security. And as a result, you know, I started eating what everybody else was eating around me and, you know, take, doing the takeout and, and, and the catering that came in so that we would work through lunch and breakfast and, and we would even work through dinner sometimes. And then, you know, I started working like a night shift so that we could do this big implementation in the middle of the night when the banks were closed so that, you know, the systems wouldn't get disrupted. And, um, and I basically like started eating donuts in the middle of the night, whatever was available. Right. (laughs) And I gained a lot of weight, became very stressed out and realized very quickly, this is not the type of lifestyle I want to live. I did not feel good about myself. I had a lot of anxiety and ended up in the hospital with something related but unrelated, which was appendicitis. At the time, the doctor said, you know, this is very random. It could happen to anybody. But I can tell you right now, if you're eating foods that d- disrupt your digestive system and disrupt your gut bacteria and all these other systems that are working in unison in your body, especially with your uh, so-called useless appendix, yeah. that's going to become inflamed just like the rest of your body. And now science is showing that the appendix is actually not useless. It's actually there to produce really good gut bacteria. And it's something I don't have anymore, you know, and yeah. so... Uh, you know, I had my appendix taken out and it was December and I was like 22 years old. Um, and, uh, I, I was, I was so 
sick in the hospital from getting the appendix out. It wasn't like one of those quick, easy surgeries for me. It was a long recovery. Uh, I was really out of shape. It, it was, you know, I know if I was in good shape, I kind of probably could have recovered very quickly, but I just wasn't. And I just realized while everybody was out shopping at the grocery, uh, I'm sorry, not at the grocery store, but yeah, they were shopping at the grocery store for like treats and Christmas, um, you know, goodies and baked goods and all that stuff. But they were also at the mall, like shopping for Christmas presents and all that kind of stuff. That's all I wanted to do was leave the hospital to go do that. And I couldn't do that. And I was like 22 years old, sick, overweight, in bed. And as soon as I got out of the hospital, I said to myself, nobody's going to come in the way of my health. I don't care what my boss says. I don't care what they tell me at this ridiculous job I took. (laughs) You know, I don't care what happens. I'm going to take control. And the first things that I started to do were to start to read voraciously about health. And I started to check out these books from the library. I mean, back then, you know, we started having the internet and we started having Google, but it wasn't like the main source of like information that you can get today, you know? So I had to do it the hard way. You know, I went to uh, the library where I learned how to research basically when I was in high school, um, (laughs) where I was a debater and, um, and would check out these big books on nutrition. I remember one of the books that I checked out was Spiritual Nutrition by Gabriel Cousins. And it's this big, thick book. And I think I have it somewhere in here because I'm constantly rereading yeah, it because I know it's like the book. Bible on nutrition. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I started to learn everything that I'd been eating, everything that I'd been putting in my body was dead, it was literally dead processed garbage full of all of these additives that have been invented in the last 50 years to either improve shelf life or improve the bottom line of the food industry or improve aesthetics or make us want to buy or eat it more, you know, and, and I learned, started to learn all these tricks the food industry was, was employing. And I started to learn what had happened to our food system in terms of the majority of it being produced by either one or two crops, corn and soy, and realizing and using my common sense and my brain to say, you know, I've been putting so much corn and soy in my body and no other nutrients. And I started to experiment with new foods and started to teach myself how to cook uh, in my early 20s. And that's when I actually met my husband who actually introduced oatmeal to me for the first (laughs) time that I mean, seriously, I'd never had oatmeal in my life. And and it was like the best thing ever. And I started having oatmeal in the morning and started bringing my lunch to work and started working out at lunch and, you know, started to adopt this really healthy lifestyle. And as I continued my quest to really achieve really good health, I realized I was still dependent upon the medical system. I was still dependent upon the pharmaceutical drugs that I was taking. And I started to experiment like, you know, maybe I don't need to take these anymore. What, 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 you know, I look better. I feel better. You know, my skin looks better. Like, let's start experimenting and starting to get off these prescription drugs. And I went off over eight prescription. I think I was like nine at one point. I mean, so many prescription drugs that I was on, I got off every single one of them through just eating the right food. And my friends, my family saw this dramatic transformation in my body. And it's so funny, you know, one of my aunts, and I always tell this story because it's so funny to me. One of my aunts tells my cousins, like, you know, something just doesn't seem right. Bonnie, like, her whole 
body changed. Her whole face changed. Like the shape of her face changed. She must have done like some type of work or went through plastic surgery or something because she just doesn't look the same. Mm, mm, mm. And and I just kind of laugh at that because I tell you, you know, there's no way I want to be in a hospital going through any type of work after getting that appendix taken out. And I actually had endometriosis a couple years later and had to get cut open again. I mean, there's no way I would ever do any of that stuff. But it's just, it's so funny how dramatic the changes can start to happen in the human body when you start to take care of yourself. And actually, it gives me hope for all the people out there that are on diabetes medication or, or, you know, have type 2 diabetes or, or have some type of illness that is caused by the Western lifestyle or standard American diet. There is hope. You can reverse a lot of these diseases and you can reverse skin issues and asthma. And I mean, the things the doctors told me when I was younger, that asthma and eczema, they're like, you know, you're born with them. They're genetic. Was bull because it was what I was eating was causing those issues. Because as soon as I started to clean up my diet, everything vanished. And knowing what I what I found out and discovered, I just couldn't shut up about it. I told everyone about the things I was learning about the food that I was eating. I told everything, everyone about my habits. When people would see me with a green drink at work, I would talk to them about, you know, what's in it, how I make it, all that kind of stuff. And most people would like scour. And, you know, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, where, you know, we have one organic restaurant in Charlotte that's purely organic, right? It's even today. And so you can only imagine 10 years ago what it was like walking around with a green drink or walking around, you know, eating kale um, and being the only person at the grocery store buying kale. And then people looking in your cart going, what is that? What is that vegetable? (laughs) And how do you cook that? You know, and and now it's a phenomenon. You know, kale is like a superhero. Yeah, there is kale movement right now. I even have, I love kale on my license plate. So, you know, it's, uh, um, but I, I just want to recognize I have, I had, I love kale way before everyone loved kale. So, um, (laughs) but it's, it's, uh, it's funny because now when I look back, I'm so glad I didn't shut up about all the things that I was discovering because what it led to was my friends and my family, telling me, Bonnie, you need to share this information more broadly. A lot of people could benefit from it. We want to benefit from it. We want to know your recipes. We want to know what you're doing. And so they asked me to start a blog. And the first step was, Bonnie, you need to get on Facebook. You you are such a, um, you haven't seen my wedding photos. You haven't seen any of the things that you haven't kept up with any of your friends in college and in high school. You need to get on Facebook. And, and I had like this mentality about social media that was you don't get on Facebook when you have this big corporate job. You don't you don't share your personal details online. I was very nervous about entering the world of social media. And I'm telling you until I said 2011 is when I started phase 2000 and end of 2010, early 2011 is when I started using Facebook like as as an actual user. And um, and 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 to think now that we have over a million people on the Food Babe fan page is insane to me because I didn't know anything about social media. You know, I was scared to use it. I didn't want to use it. And I tell you what it what it shows is that when 
you are passionate about something and you, you start sharing information that hasn't been shared before, it goes viral and, and people want to hear it and people want to know it and they want to share it with their friends and family. And like the Food Babe Army, the people that I call uh, my readers, you know, the Food Babe Army, the people who are so passionate yeah. about the food system and 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 uh, telling people the truth about what's in their food and they're willing to share and call companies and petition and, and go meet me at headquarters and do all that kind of stuff. You know, those are the people that have built this movement. And, and now, you know, being a blogger for now five years, it is, it is just incredible to think back to the story. And I appreciate the opportunity, Sean, for me to go back and, and relive the moments of like what made foodbabe.com foodbabe.com. But it's, yeah. um, it's so, it's so strange to me because, you know, when, when I started the website, I wanted to call it eat healthy, live forever. You know, I wanted to call it something like to totally boring and awful. <laughs> and thankfully my, my husband, who's the tech geek in the family was like, no one's going to remember a long URL like that. Like, we're not going to register a long URL like that for your blog. Like, don't be ridiculous. And it basically made fun of me. And I said, well, you, you come up with another name. I was pretty, you know, mad about it. It's like, you come up with another name. And a couple minutes later, he found the name Food Babe. It was like 10 bucks on auction. <laughs> he goes, what about Food Babe? And, and I said, gosh, you know, for most of my life, I never looked like a babe, never felt like a babe, wouldn't even enter my vocabulary. And I said, you know, let me call my friends. And so I started, you know, calling my best friend. I said, what do you think about the name Food Babe? She goes, oh my God, that describes you perfectly. And I said, no, no, no. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about becoming a food babe. How do we, how do you become a food babe? That should be the, the mission of the blog. Yeah. And, and so for the first year and a half, I never had my photo on the main cover site of foodbabe.com. It was these three cartoon characters um, that I found and, and it was, it was, no one really knew who the yeah. food babe was, you know, unless you kind of knew me and knew I was blogging and, and yeah. I was signing every blog post food babe, not even Bonnie, because again, I had this stupid mentality of I'm scared of social media. I'm scared of the web, like sharing too much of my life because I had this very, you know, strict corporate job working for these C-level executives. I didn't want them to know I had this other passion and other way of life of like loving health and writing about it and using all my free time to talk about this, you right. know? And but so now, now you kind of hit all of that. You've come out and in, in a big way. And not only are you this huge inspiration to so many people, but your following has just become incredible. You know, like you said, the food babe army, and there's a lot of guys in the food babe army too. And I think you would <laughs> call them Mr. Food babes as well. And it's just such an incredible story. And just talking about, the courage and seeing how you came out of your own kind of personal struggles. Our stories are actually very similar with childhood because, you know, my grandmother, she grew her own food. My grandpa was a hunter and they lived with them in my early years, but they would, they just wanted me to eat. So fish sticks, macaroni and cheese was the deal, you know, <laughs> and it set my palate for, you know, up until my uh, early twenties. And that's all the stuff that I would eat. And it's very, very similar. And my thing was a degenerative bone disease showed up because of course it's a so-called incurable genetic condition, same thing. And I was able to transform my health because I made the choice to, and you made that choice. And it kind of, what's so crazy is 
We just had a show come out talking about the lymphatic system, all about the lymphatic system of masterclass. And we talked about the appendix and how this is related very intimately to your immune system. And basically your appendix was just getting it's getting punched in the face like all the time, you know, yeah. and it was considered for a long time to be a vestigial organ, which is something that kind of doesn't matter anymore. You just take it out. But as you mentioned, and I love how you mentioned this, it's kind of a safe house for healthy bacteria. And here's the thing, though, is that she's doing so much right now that that's why she's still healthy. You yeah. know, no matter where you are, no matter what you've been through, you just got to stack the conditions in your favor and good things are going to happen. And that kind so, of speaks to her, her whole story that even though. She had these challenges, you know, from childhood to some of those really tough health issues to overcome, especially the procedures, the invasive procedures. And I recognize that. But even from there to owning that you are a babe, that's mm. one of the challenges we Yeah, you've got to own that. You've, well, you've got to own it, but it's also something that if you stack those conditions, you can you can step into it and, right. and live it. And then you will become it and emulate it for others. And then we also can be the babes with you. Well, one of the things <laughs> that she did to really kind of be a leader in so many different aspects was um, one of the first big food industries that you took on was Kraft Foods. Wow. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, um, you know, as soon, uh, so a year and a half into blogging, um, I started to become so passionate about what I was sharing because the feedback was enormous. Um, I was getting feedback from people all over the world uh, about, oh, I used to eat Chick-fil-A too. I had no idea it had a hundred ingredients in it. And oh my gosh, like, I thought it was the healthier fast food. And then I would hear from someone, you know, gosh, I had eczema and I started removing processed food from my diet and it's cleared up. Thank you so much. And I started to hear these stories and I go, my gosh, I'm like changing people's lives. Like I have the opportunity to do something bigger than just work at this corporate job. And then when food companies started calling me like Chick-fil-A and Chipotle and others, I knew I needed to quit my corporate job. And I tell you, I wasn't making a dime doing food, babe. You know, I had no advertising on my site. I had nothing. I knew nothing about blogging and, and, and making a living. I knew not. I mean, literally nothing. Um, uh, and I, I met a friend, uh, Lisa Leak from 100 Days of Real Food, who had, who had also quit her job. And she had started to figure out how to monetize, you know, you know, basically sharing her recipes and sharing her lifestyle on online. And, and she 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 was a great uh, mentor in that space. And she kind of gave me the confidence of like, it's possible you can do that. But she had way more followers than me at that time. And so I was like, you know, I don't know if I can do this. And it and it. It took a lot of guts to finally quit. And when I did, I quit cold turkey. I gave up my 401k. I gave up my salary. I gave up my 13-year management consulting career. And I remember like coming home from that Christmas time and, and that around the time that I quit and, and it was January and I had no boss, no job, nothing but this website. And and I looked at it and I was scared to death. And, but what happened was so miraculous. 
I went from someone who was spending 60 hours a week doing a mindless job at a corporation that really, I don't know what it was really truly benefiting um, to now having that 60 hours to full on investigation of the food industry and having all that time to myself to do whatever I wanted to do and to explore whatever idea I had. And the first investigation that I set forth was to compare food products that are sold overseas in other countries to food products that are sold here, the same food products to see if the ingredient lists are the same, if they're different, are they healthier? Why are Europeans having less disease? You know, why do um, they live a better lifestyle? Why do they have access to, to healthier food? What are the reasons? What are the regulations? And the first product that I came across was Kraft macaroni and cheese. And I found out that Kraft was selling Kraft macaroni and cheese in the UK without artificial food dyes, uh, yellow five and yellow six. And in the US, they were still selling yellow five and yellow six. And I said, well, what's the reason for that? Well, I found out that there was a huge study that came out in 2001, a Southampton study that said that these artificial food dyes were linked to hyperactivity in children, eczema, asthma, all sorts of health issues, uh, different allergies. And the UK government and the European government enacted a law that says, if you use these artificial food dyes, you need to put a warning label on your product that says may cause adverse effects and activity and attention in children. Well, Kraft, being the, the sly corporation that they are, said, you know what? We don't want to put that warning label on our European products. You know what we're going to do? We're going to reformulate the products and use real food, paprika and beta carotene. And, and But you know what? We're not going to do that for the rest of the world. We're just going to keep selling those toxic ingredients that are linked to health issues in children. And we're just going to keep doing that. Because you know what? It saves us money. We'll make more money if we sell these petroleum-based products versus these real food products. And no one had really called them on that uh, in a very public way. Like Robin O'Brien, who's an amazing food activist, she'd written about it in her book. And, you know, and it had been highlighted. But no one had really galvanized and used social media in a way to really wake up the American public about these discrepancies in our food and these very hypocritical policies as well as I think very unethical and immoral policies because if a right. company knows that this could harm a child, I think they have a moral obligation to change that product for the better across the board, no matter what country you live in. And so I wanted to highlight that issue. So I started a petition on change.org and that petition went viral. It went so viral that we got 200,000 signatures in one week and Kraft had to respond to us. We were on Good Morning America, we were on CNN, we were like everywhere. I, I, was, I got a call from Dr. Oz, you're coming on the show and I was just, I was like, what? I just quit my job two months ago. What the hell? What's going on? Like, I'm on national news. Brian Williams called me a mom and my father-in-law called me and goes, Bonnie, are you not telling me something? And I was like, no, Brian Williams got it wrong. I'm not a mom. <laughs> just like, you know, and it was just, it was the funniest thing uh, seeing 
this news just take over the internet and take over the world. And it was worldwide news because the Europeans were reporting it too. Like, hey, we have a safer product here, you know? And, um, and, so, and so after that huge media storm craft, man, they were so stubborn. You know, they did not want to give in. And so on April 1st that year in 2013, I went to the headquarters and delivered 270,000 of those petitions uh, to their front door and actually ended up meeting them. And I actually opened the book, The Food Babe Way, with what happened in that meeting. And I tell you, it was so such an incredible moment. So many of the supporters and other people around the area came and um, and petitioned outside and and met me there and were there so supportive. And they they waited until I got out of the meeting to find out what happened. It was just such a magical moment of um, of what activism is right. and what what you can do and what you can we, you can ask corporations to do and and what it takes to change these very archaic policies of our food industry. So what ultimately did they do? Well, they ultimately of course changed the product and now all of the Kraft macaroni and cheese boxes you'll see on every shelf in America now has no artificial food dye. We're going to go ahead and clap it up. Yes. Hari. that's yes. amazing amazing and thank you yes. for starting that fight and creating the energy behind it but also seeing it through yes, yes. this thank is thank you it's what's such so a- beautiful if i can just mention what is so beautiful about that moment and you know a lot of people you know the critics i'd say and the people who are the naysayers would say oh if you change the one thing in that product doesn't make it healthier oh you you know uh, or they'd say, uh, that's just one product. What about all the other products that have artificial food dyes? Well, what that did was it spawned a revolution because so many people finally understood what these artificial food dyes do and what the risks were. And when I went on Dr. Oz, for example, he had different scientists and other people on there to discuss the risks of artificial food dyes. And the information went so viral that moms across America and so many others, people started looking at the back of packages and even on things that weren't Kraft macaroni and cheese, like Doritos and saying, hey, the Doritos have yellow five and yellow six. I I don't want to eat this either or give this to my kids in their lunchbox. And, And it started this awakening about artificial food dyes. And now you got Hershey's, Nestle, General Mills, Kellogg's, Subway, Panera bread. I mean, I could go on and on <laughs> dropping artificial food dyes. They will be history. You can mark my words. They will be history in 10 years. You will not see artificial food right. dyes anywhere in American food after 10 years. Yeah, I'd say even sooner, I, maybe. I agree. You know, like we're, we actually are living through the stone age in nutrition, you <laughs> know, and so we're kind of transitioning out very quickly. Thanks to people like you, you know, it was a culture shift because I mentioned before, I knew before about the issues with the food dyes, artificial preservatives, all these different things that are in the foods, but I would just attack the issue from getting people to not eat that stuff. Mm -hmm. But you caught onto that thing of like, this shouldn't be here anyways. And we know that hundreds of millions of people are gonna eat this stuff. And you really took that on. It's very, very admirable. And so right now uh, with the Food Babe Way kind of being this really incredible hit book, uh, there's some 
also there's some <laughs> there's some happiness on the other side <laughs> more coaching on to what to actually do mm-hmm. and you guys can get a glimpse at her passion here because at first she's like oh, very unassuming mm-hmm. that, ah, right gotcha. ah, right you know and so but she <laughs> you, takes you us get, through, if you get me talking about the food corporations and what they've done to our food supply yeah. i'm gonna get a little yeah, crazy yeah we all should though <laughs> yeah absolutely you spark that in all of us and though. so what we're going to talk about is her a, a few of her what she calls the sickening 15 mm-hmm. and some very specific things to look out for in your food supply we've talked about many of them on the show but it's important to always reiterate this stuff because as she mentioned you know it can be you know somebody's looking at one thing and and taking that behavior and looking at something else the same way you know checking your food labels seeing what's going on there so we're going to talk okay. about those right after this break Hey guys, I want to tell you about something that I'm really, really excited about that I've been using for a very long time now, and it's Organifi Green Drink. And I'm a big, big fan of taking a green superfood blend for everybody in our world today because we're exposed to so much toxicity, our stress levels, and our nutrition. Even if we're eating great, high-quality food, a lot of times it's going to be nutrient deficient because, you know, with the travel, with food getting shipped and sitting on the store shelves, we're losing a lot of our nutrition very quickly. Now, of course you wanna shop local, eat local, all that good stuff, but even that's not always possible. So to really have our health insurance, and the best form of health insurance is to insure your health. And that's through taking on things that, number one, food first, eating real whole foods, but also supporting and making sure we have a true insurance policy by covering our bases with having real superfood concentrates. You know, so that's what Organifi is for me. And some of the highlights for me, they have the organic wheatgrass, which I don't know about you. I used to do wheatgrass shots, not pleasurable. And to this day, just even driving past somebody cutting their lawn, I'll gag. I'll gag just a little bit with that smell because of that smell from them pressing that fresh wheatgrass for me which again, it's wonderful, great nutrients. It's loaded with micronutrients, phytonutrients, chlorophyll, powerful blood builder. But let's be real, it's not that pleasurable trying to guzzle that stuff down. They've got it here in a great tasting blend, along with spirulina as well. Spirulina is pound for pound, the champion when it comes to protein density. It's 70 plus percent protein by weight, which makes it three times as much protein as the next viable option. But with it being a green superfood, it also is loaded with beta carotene, which is great for so many facets of anti-aging. It also has something interesting called phycocyanin, which has been clinically proven to help to fortify your stem cell production, which is just amazing. Also has chlorella with chlorella growth factor and all its ability to help your body to remove heavy metals. I can go on and on, the ashwagandha for stress and helping your body to modulate and manage stress, being an adaptogen, and the turmeric for anti-inflammatory properties. Highly recommend checking it out. It's Organifi.com, it's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And you go there, use the coupon code MODEL at checkout. You're gonna get 20% off of your first purchase of Organifi. And guess what, guys? They're gonna send you a free copy of my best-selling book, Sleep Smarter. All right, for the first 450 people that order Organifi and use the coupon code MODEL, you're going to get 20% off and they're going to send you a free copy of my best-selling book, Sleep Smarter. All right, great deal. Absolutely important and critical in our world today to have yourself a green superfood blend. It might as well be something that tastes amazing and it might as well be something that has a lot of integrity in their processing so you actually get what they say you're going to get. All right, thank you so much. Take care. I'm back to the show. And we are back. We are here with Vani Hari. 
author of The Food Babe Way and the leader of The Food Babe Army. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about all things uh, regarding our food system. And in her book, she's got The Sickening 15. And these are 15 things that we need to avoid at all costs, really. And uh, we're just going to go through a few of them. So the first one you mentioned is growth hormones in meat. So what's up with that? Yeah, you know, um, one of the things that one of the kind of principles that I live by is if I'm going out to eat and I haven't purchased meat, that meat has got to be of a standard of a local farm or someone that's not a factory farm or is meat that isn't produced with growth hormone or raised with antibiotics. And uh, the reason for that is because growth hormone is actually something that's banned all over Europe. Um, it's banned in Japan. Um, because they found that it is linked to cancer. And so this is something that they pump up cattle with to make it fatter, to have it more marbly so that you can go eat it at your fancy steakhouses like Capitol Grill and Ruth's Chris and Morton's and all these places that I think about now and I spent so much money at, right? You know, getting trying to get the highest quality food you think you are, but it's really growth hormone meat. And you want to avoid that kind of at all costs, especially considering that the president's cancer panel says that like, you know, uh, uh, 41% of us are destined to have cancer. And so I think of all the different cancer risks that come from food and try to eliminate that. And so when I choose meat, I go for grass fed, I go for a local farm, I, I make sure it's not from a factory farm and that it's not raised with antibiotics because usually the majority of meat that's raised with antibiotics um, is in a very unsafe living condition because they're feeding in those animals antibiotics to stay, you know, healthy and really unsafe and unhealthy environments. Right. And, and so that's the reason why I do that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. this is really important because uh, a lot of people are going to be like, you know, well, this is, it's more expensive. It's harder to get meat that isn't treated with these different hormones. First thing we have to understand in what you talk about in the book and what you just mentioned is that this stuff is actually banned in other countries, right. you know, but it's common practice here. People wouldn't and, pay for it even if they yeah, could. And a lot of people don't know this. Right. I mean, I remember a few years ago uh, when I lived at uh, my old house, somebody was knocking on, going door to door, <laughs> selling corn fed beef. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. And they were just going on about how <laughs> corn fed beef, feeding cows, <laughs> uncow food, you know, yeah. and then they sequentially mm -hmm. they have to be treated with antibiotics and that kind of thing. But these growth hormones have been found in a laboratory setting to contribute to cancer, you know? So we've got to be aware of this stuff. And thank you for pointing that one out. So another one of the sickening 15 is antibiotics, which you just mentioned. So why? Why give yeah. the cows antibiotics? Yeah, so, you know, the antibiotic issue is really interesting. A lot of people don't realize that 80% of the world's antibiotics are actually given to livestock. And so um, to, to chickens, to turkeys, to, um, to cows, to pigs, to keep them in environments that are very unhealthy so they can just continue to live in these really like dense environments in these factory farms. And what it's doing is it's contributing to superbugs. And these superbugs are, uh, are, are organisms that can't be treated by antibiotics. So, um, that is a huge issue because basically, you know, when I talk, like, for example, I got to meet uh, the former general from the U.S. Army, uh, General Wesley Clark. I asked him, what's the most important food issue to you? He said, 
the antibiotic issue, the overuse of antibiotics in the production of our food because it's it could wipe out the human race. If we're exposed to a bug that's caused by the overuse of these antibiotics in our environment and we're not able to eradicate that, that could really affect our human health. And we've already seen that. There's been right. plenty of deaths related to bacteria that can't be uh, treated by antibiotics. So we really need to pay attention to this issue. It's something that I'm very passionate about. I'm working with a coalition um, on getting big fast food chains to stop doing this. We've had some major success. We've had Subway agree to stop doing this. We've had Taco Bell recently commit to start changing their plans. We're trying to get KFC and others on board very soon. And so you know, we're really working on this issue because we we also want consumers to understand they have a choice. They don't have to consume this meat that's been raised with antibiotics. They have a choice. And when actually they choose the meat that is uh, not raised with antibiotics, it, it ends up being healthier because they end up choosing an organic or a local brand that, of a farm that they trust. And, and the meat ends up actually being healthier. Yes, absolutely. And this all correlates. So these two things can equal out with antibiotic resistant strains of bacteria is what you're talking about. And it's, it's scary because these things are supposed to be there when you really, really need them. And then we're seeing it. I've seen different panels. I've done a whole battery of tests myself recently, which we'll talk about upcoming episode, but you can see how your body becomes resistant. Your own physiology becomes resistant to antibiotics. Um, and this just shouldn't be this way. And a lot of us aren't even taking them that often, but so many of us are, but it's because of the food supply. But wow. the bottom line is this, and she mentioned that, you know, it's not about, we, first of all, we have to understand the opportunity cost and investing in our health, but also going to farmer's markets, you know, buying in bulk, um, say, looking for sale items when you do go to mm-hmm. an organic grocer, you know, mm-hmm. kind of letting that dictate. There are ways around this stuff to save yourself some money, but the most important thing you're going to save, you're going to save a lot of money in health costs and health yeah, sure. insurance and, and paying hospital bills. Oh, time off, so, productivity. Yeah. And there are grocers that may not be full out organic grocers that have organic lines inside. Maybe right. they haven't crossed fully over, but ask. Yeah. And many times you can find a section or a, a list of products, a brand of products that can actually fit the bill and not crush it. So. <laughs> We've been talking about some, these are related to livestock, poultry, mm-hmm. cows. Wonder why it's mad cows. They're mad. <laughs> They're right. lunatic. But let's talk a little bit about another one of the sick and 15, and that is pesticides. Mm-hmm. It's up there. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, pesticides are something that, you know, is a very hot topic because you start talking about pesticides and the chemical industry starts to just go at you on social media. They've created a, 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 an AstroTurf campaign um, to try to confuse the public about pesticides. One thing is clear, when you buy organic, you automatically reduce the load of pesticides that enter your body. You are no longer consuming synthetic pesticides, many of them that are known endocrine disruptors, known to cause cancer, known to create autoimmune disorders, known to affect your metabolism and, 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 and create obesogens in the body. And so when you buy organic, you are reducing your pesticide load. And we know these pesticides are linked to the increase in disease in this country. Yes, yes, so true, so true. And so we've talked about this one many times. So insecticides, pesticides, fungicides, rodenticides, side means to kill. 
Like it literally was well, like not us, just a little rodent. Right. You know, it won't kill us. <laughs> but these things bioaccumulate yeah. as they move up the food chain. So you've probably got more per square cell in your body mm-hmm. than a rodent does because it bioaccumulates in our tissues. And for them to be effective, they have to either be neurogenic or estrogenic. You know, so it's either going to disrupt your um, the, the sexual reproduction cycle of the pest and or you. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the neurological system, you know, so it's it's scary stuff. But the thing is, we don't have to tolerate this stuff anymore. That's what I really love about your work is creating that awareness, but also giving options on what actually does work. And you talk about that in depth in the food babe way of eating in the book, in the second part of the book. And so everybody definitely check out the food babe way. It's one of the essential books for our generation and something to make sure that we're instilling in our kids. And on that note, Bonnie, I've got one final question for you. And I'd like to know what is the model that you're here to set with the way that you're living your life? You know, I really want to inspire people to realize that there's another life that is possible for them. I don't want them to take their status quo or the health issues that they've faced or the situations or the struggles that they've been through to let that define them, that there is another option, that there is a possibility of things that they never thought were possible. And really when I share my story or when I share um, what I'm doing and even the way I do my activism, I want people to know the personal reasons I do the things that I do because I want them to know that um, that the life that they're looking for is possible. I can tell you right now, if I did not have good health and wasn't able to break free from that really sick uh, circle of abuse I was putting my body through, there is no way I would have started this website, become who I am or had the confidence enough to change the food industry and impact dozens of multi-billion dollar food corporations. And I know that kind of change and impact and uh, gift to the world is available for everybody in their own way. And I really want them to recognize that. Fantastic. Vani, thank you so much for sharing your voice and for being a voice for all of us. Truly appreciate it. You let people know where they can connect with you and where they can find your book. Uh, Come on over to foodbabe.com and you can learn about everything. Just click the start here page and you'll learn everything that you need to know to get started. Fantastic. Vani Hari, thank you so much. So that was Vani Hari, everybody, the food babe. And she's just been a real agent for change. And I'm so happy to have had on the show just to share with you guys And I remember, you know, a few years ago and seeing this stuff on the news and different social media feeds. And she was a big catalyst for this. And she's really been a voice. And the funny thing is her name, Vani, means voice. Oh, wow. Yeah, crazy, right? right? And um, it's just been an amazing uh, thing to witness and very, very inspired and and happy to, to see that and to celebrate. And now I just want to add a little bit more to the mix here because I think it's such an important topic and being aware of our food supply, but also having options mm-hmm. and being aware of what we have available to us because oftentimes we, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And we create this false sense of a disempowerment and a false sense of a barrier to getting where we want to go because of our belief system. And it's time to open up our eyes and to be able to see that there's so much good, yeah. so much good in the world still. Because when you go down this rabbit hole, you start to see like the greed the and, the, and, the, and the money and the pain and the suffering. 
and you start to find out where it originates and it can be a little bit disheartening, but there are a lot of people doing some good things. And as we demand better, yeah. the market will provide mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about supply and demand. Do you this know. with us. Speak a little bit on that demand. The first thing we have to demand from ourselves before we even start to demand outside of ourselves and create a standard. You know, you absolutely have to have standards in your life that no matter what, you're not going to forfeit those things. You know, if you don't have standards, then you're going to be available for for Captain Random to have his way with you, you know, and he's not a good day. You know, he doesn't (laughs) he doesn't buy the meal, you know. So we have to demand of ourselves first to to really be the walking, talking representation of this and to see with new eyes, you know, so that you can actually see the opportunity and see that there's good there, because if you're constantly chasing the problem, are you going to see his problems, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, but outside of that, once we demand more from ourselves, then having that standard and putting it just letting it start to to expand and breathe out into our family structure, mm-hmm. you know, and from there to our community and then to our, so it has to go in levels, it does. you know, and that's, that's my personal opinion. Like it starts at home. Mm-hmm. And from there, you know, demanding this of these food suppliers, it, it really boils down to that bottom line for them. Most times, you know, there are some food companies that start off with the intention of right. doing good for the public, but because that dollar is so mm-hmm. seductive, you know, sometimes they'll cut corners right. and there are great right. companies out there that mm-hmm. don't do that. And if you guys knew how hard it is, it is and what they've had to go through, you know, I've had conversations with many of these people and it's tough, yeah. you know, because yeah. this crazy thing is the FDA will come after them mm-hmm. and not that something. Yeah. Yeah. But by supporting them, we help empower them to do this. And they also help in this fight because we vote with our dollars. We vote with our patronage. We endorse folks we do business with and that we exchange. And if you see, if you feel intimidated, you know, food babe, she's like, I'm at, I'm at you. But if you feel intimidated by that, I love that you emphasize, start with yourself because truthfully that expansion will become a permeation. It'll seep through your pores. And even without you feeling like you got to take on something directly, which you can, you'll get stronger. Trust me, (laughs) but it'll start to, seep through your pores and influence the things, the people and the environment around you. Right. Who's lobbying for real food? You know, there's countless lobbyists for these big, huge food entities, Mm -hmm. you know, and here's some crazy stuff. So there's over 10,000 different synthetic chemical additives in our food supply. Mm -hmm. All right. This is stuff that was invented Mm -hmm. and it's in our food supply. And guess what? Your genes don't recognize that stuff. So chances are it's going to activate some genetic programs for stuff that you might not want, you know, and many of these are what are called GRAS, all right, G-R-A-S. It's an acronym for generally recognized as safe by the Mm -hmm. FDA. So they don't even have to tell you that it's in there. Right. And they don't even have to tell the FDA because it's generally recognized as safe. You know, and so that Based leaves on what? That's the biggest <laughs> loophole ever, right? Yeah, it is. That's like a loophole that like Shaquille O'Neal could like hula hoop <laughs> with this loophole. It's so big. And so they're just sliding all this stuff through and you know, and we're really again, if you're not being aware and paying attention, like what is real food? Mm-hmm. You know, what is food really? What is the objective of this food? And understand that food isn't just food, it's information. That's right. Then you start to become more empowered and start to look at things as like this is going to become a part of me instead of it just being some mm-hmm. mundane activity. I'm just throwing stuff in here because it tastes good or, you know, everyone else is eating it. And so with that said, yeah. let's provide some strategies and some things to look at here to really 
be more empowered and to get the most from the food that you're eating. So we're gonna talk about those right after this break. Hey everybody, I just wanted to take a quick second to thank you so much for all the support for Sleep Smarter and for all the sharing and for all the amazing messages. Uh, You know, it's hit multiple bestseller lists, it's being translated into many different languages and it's just all blowing me away. But this is an important message and a big part of this experience has been getting out and traveling and being able to connect with everybody and to meet everybody face to face and to thank you. And I have a special meet and greet coming up in Atlanta. So I just wanted to let you know about that. So if you are in the Atlanta area and you are even somewhere remotely close to there, come out and hang out with me. I'm going to be at Acapella Books at the end of July. You can go to sleepsmarterbook.com forward slash tour and you can get all the information on the event the date and time and all that good stuff and also RSVP there because when you RSVP and let me know that you're coming, I'm going to enter you into a giveaway that I'm going to do for some sleep related goodies that I'm going to bring along with me. So it's going to be an amazing time. And again, if you're in the Atlanta area, this is it. Let's go. Come out and hang out with me. It's going to be an amazing time. I'm going to have some fun. And a very special thank you to everyone who's come out to see me and to hang out in all the different cities that I've been to thus far. And many other cities are coming up, so stay posted. A great way to stay up to date with all the latest and greatest with Sleep Smarter is on social media. So check me out. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Sean Model. So that's at S-H-A-W-N-M-O-D-E-L. And on Facebook, you can just type in The Model Health Show and you'll find me there. And of course, I'll drop some nuggets here and there on the Model Health Show, but the best way to stay up to date with lightning speed is going to be through social media. So make sure to stay connected with me there. And right now, everybody in Atlanta, let's go. Let's get ready. Go to sleepsmarterbook.com forward slash tour to get RSVP'd for this special book signing and meet and greet. And we're going to have an amazing time. I can't wait to connect with you. It's going to be July 28th. All right, so it's coming up quickly. So with that said, I'm telling you right now, everybody, the best is yet to come with this show and in your lives. I truly, truly believe that. You know, this is a very special time for all of us to step up and to truly become the best version of ourselves and to uplift those around us. And this is just a small part of the bigger picture. All right, so again, much, much more great things to come. Now, back to the show. And we are back. Let's provide some strategies. So number one is super obvious. And again, many of these things we've talked about on the show, but I just want to reiterate because maybe it'll hit you with a different tonality today mm-hmm. and really touch your spirit. So number one is to choose organic. All right. So organic has become a very big catchword. I remember 10 years ago when uh, people would, <laughs> I'm thinking about my little brother. He's like, I heard you're eating organic. <laughs> like, ew. And he's like, he's basically like, it must taste disgusting. Right. It's like, right. what is it? And I'm just like, well, you don't even know what that means. It's just, it just means it's not treated uh-huh. with all this crap that, you know. I and can so, picture him saying Yeah. That. So it's so Sorry. funny because now it's become a big part of our lexicon today in our world. And um, a few years ago, it was something seen as if it's organic, it's not going to taste mm-hmm. as good. Mm-hmm. All that means no pesticides or denticides. Uh, no artificial ingredients, no hormones, all that kind of good stuff. I had and somebody tell me, well, that organic food is dirty. It's got dirt on it. <laughs> like, yes. Really? Well, guess what? And it, that rinses off. It actually, but it grew from something. <laughs> it grew from dirt. Right? And not a Petri dish. How about that? You know? So here's the thing. The organic label has also, it has its own loopholes. 
Yeah. All right. You have to be aware of that. And this is why we really strive to bring the companies with the highest integrity that I can come across uh, because, you know, that that's a, it's a sketchy label. The best objective here is to start going to your local farmer's markets. And if you think that uh, there might not be one in your area, just go to Dr. Google, mm-hmm. make an appointment with Dr. Google, type in farmer's markets in Put your city in. Zip code even. And chances are, because here in St. Louis, there started off, there was you know, two. Mm-hmm, main ones. And then now there's like seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine. Mm-hmm. There's one right by my house. You know, I, oh, I, yeah. I'm so going there. <laughs> <laughs> I know they've And got it's such a stuff. different vibe. I, I put it on Snapchat the other day. And by the way, if you're not following me on Snapchat. Yeah, you better get Sean on Sean Model, S-H-A-W-N-M-O-D-E-L. It's a popping over there. <laughs> it's All right, snapping so over I put, there. <laughs> look at you. It's poetry. Hey, you know, it's what I do. Woman in the dark. <laughs> in the dark. Dun, dun. So oh I put on God. Snapchat and just kind of walking around the farmer's market and the deals. My goodness. I absolutely love Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. But I got three times as much organic kale for the same price at, as at Whole Foods. Right. And mind. also they're they're making deals there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, oh, just go ahead. And, you know, it might be that the, the estimate might come out to eleven dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, well, just. Go ahead and give me go, give me ten, right. or can I give you ten for these? You know, little <laughs> you know, many change to the bag. You know, <laughs> little negotiations. Yeah, that's can fun happen, too, though. You know, that's yeah, because then that empowers you to know that you do have one. You have a relationship with where yes. your food comes from. Yes. Hey, Frank, thanks. You're the one that raised this, and you yeah. and your family, and then you actually have a say in right. the deal. You know, yeah. I've got something to do with how this is actually going to come to be to my table. Frank the tank. Frank the tank <laughs> with the cake. Thank you. Thanks, Frank. I appreciate it. I love the metaphorical Frank. (laughs) So this is really important, guys, is that you you, that conversation and at this farmer's market. So when I talk to the people, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm asking, how is your stuff grown? You know, what what do you you like about your job? Okay, yeah. So like what what got you interested Mm -hmm. in growing food? And I'd say probably 70 percent of the time it's family um, tradition. Mm hmm. You know, um, I also ask, so how do you, how do you grow your food? You know, what, what are the chickens eating? All right. So basic stuff like the same thing with, if it was beef or whatever the case may be, uh, these are really simple, basic questions. Mm-hmm. And I also get into, it just happens, the passion surrounding it. Like, and you start to see it, even if you just even talk to them, you know, they're so passionate about making this food for you. You know, it's so beautiful just to experience that. And outside, so I'm going to put a little parentheses here. You can try growing some of your own food, too. That might be a, I know, right? I can grow my own food. And there's different ways to go about this. (laughs) Obviously, from the earth itself, if you got a little space, a piece of land, you can do that. You can even buy little pieces of land at other people's gardens. Mm -hmm. There's like a little community garden right by the farmer's market where people have their little plots, Mm -hmm. you know, and grow the different stuff that you want. Or small things, even sprouting. You can sprout some stuff at your house, you know. There's all kinds of things you can do to start where you are. Uh, So farmer's markets, get connected to your food, all right? And it's it'll save you money and it will save you in your in your bills, in your hospital bills, because you're going to get better food. And by immersing yourself in that one, you talked about immersing yourself for learning that embeds the learning and then also placing ourselves in environments that support who we want to be. If we're striving for that, then to be involved in that personally, get your hands on it personally will help you to become ready for that next stage. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so. Another thing is we want to tune in. 
what I grew up with was fast food, mm-hmm. Me too. right? Fast food was life, all right? Fast food was life. We need to get more in tune with slow food, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't it sound like a slow song, yeah. right? <laughs> Are you going to sing it? No. Come on. I'm not going to sing. Come on, boy band. We don't, we don't want everybody like yeah, we do. falling out Give right me now. One you know? <laughs> <laughs> so get more connected to slow food, yeah. you know, and falling in love with that idea. Because this whole concept of fast food has been in alignment with how our lives have gone. Life. And our lives go fast. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want my life to go fast. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to enjoy the moment and to embrace this experience and pay more attention because it can go by so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, so the fast money, fast cars, fast women or men, fast, you know, fast everything. Mm-hmm. Tune more into slow food. Slow that part of your life down and other things are going to start to conform to that. So with that said, fast food is utterly absurd. I mean, there are companies that are doing some things better, but as a general concept, I don't want to see, I'm telling you, if I come into McDonald's to go pee, because that's all I'm going to be doing there, (laughs) I better not see you in line, you know, because you're investing in something that is Mm -hmm. culturally, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually draining our society, you know, and it's just... Don't be a part of the, if you're not, if you're not investing in that and you're not investing in your health and your well-being, then you're becoming a part of the problem. Mm -hmm. And it's even if it's just like for a small thing, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. just don't invest there. Now, again, there are more companies that are doing things with higher integrity and Vani has actually gone after a few for some of the small things, you know, but um, they're they're coming, you know, and, and, and change is coming. But what about restaurants? This is more, there's more playground here. Yeah. All right. So in, See, in, your, in your local that. area, mm-hmm. and there are so many restaurants here now in Sweet. our city where yeah. they're literally, there was one for like five years <laughs> and then they closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, because it, again, it's a little bit more difficult to do things right, but the, the system is getting out there. And so what we want to do is again, set up a consultation with Dr. Google <laughs> and type in organic restaurants in blank, you know, mm-hmm. whatever your city is. And invest in those guys. You know, go there. Ask questions still. Don't just assume. Right. You know, because a lot of times they're going to use, you know, grass-fed beef, organically grown local uh, produce, you know. And just so ask questions. And you can find places because you don't just have to go to TGI Fridays because it's Mm -hmm. Friday. (laughs) Right. You can go somewhere else. And I promise you, your friends and family, business associates, whoever, they're going to be cool with going to a new place. Right. Right. And the food isn't going to be weird. It's not just going to come out and it's like one sprout on a plate you know it's, it's real food too we're still moving you know i'm sure that there's right i'm sure there's places like that but you don't Adam's have to invest family in that. like right <laughs> so uh just for restaurants go to dr google and it's really as simple as that guys and another thing that we want to put our locus of focus on is to supplement with more foods, you know, more of these, quote, superfoods mm-hmm. and imbuing, filling out the gaps in our diet with those. Because, you know, even if you're eating locally grown food, organic, a lot of times because it's not right there, you know, it's several days after being picked that you're consuming it, you're going to lose a lot of the nutrition there. And it's just it is what it is. So we want to eat some really nutrient dense super dense sources of different foods. So some of those great ones we've talked about many times on the show, Camu Camu Berry, I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to have some when I get home today. And it's um, if it's created right, it's cold processed. And this is the highest source of vitamin C of any food that's ever been studied. And this is important for your immune system. It's also important for regenerating your tissues, 
You know, your cells need vitamin C. So this is, some animals can produce things, but this is for us, it's an essential uh, nutrient because we can't get it, our body doesn't produce it on its own, so we have to get it from our diet. Mm -hmm. So I add a little bit of that to my water, make a lemonade with it, you know, or with add camel, the, camel. Yep, you really? got it, you got it. So, but I, so one of my favorite ways, I'll make a goji berry tea okay. and use that as a base. So camel, camel berry or goji berries? Or? Both. Okay. It's a collab. Okay. All right. They're I, getting I, the I, studio you, you together. You made me hip to the right? goji, yeah. Yeah, same thing, goji berries. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been talking about this for over yeah, 10 yeah. years, <laughs> you know. And so the goji berries, it's actually a complete protein. That makes it a berry lemonade. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you get down. Delish, you get you down. Know? So the goji berry is actually a complete protein in a fruit, which is very, very unique. All right. Great source of vitamin A. There's a little bit of vitamin C in there as well. It's just a great antioxidant food. It's one of the highest antioxidant foods that you're going to find. All right. So there's a couple of the berries. Then we've got the veggie category. So obviously any leafy green is going to be great. But again, it's that farm to table or store to table time. We're going to lose some of that. So get the super greens. All right. So this is going to be the spirulinas of the world. This is going to be the chlorella, the AFA blue-green algae, those are going to be some great things. The wheatgrass and wheatgrass shots, <laughs> <laughs> wheatgrass powder, that kind of stuff. Or you can use a great supplement like Organifi yeah. that has all that stuff in there. Works for and me. It, and it tastes good. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's another thing. Uh, another category is the fermented foods. We have to take care of our gut microbiome. So the kimchi, the sauerkrauts, the yogurts, which can be dairy or coconut. And again, you want to make sure that it's full fat, like real stuff, organic, all that good stuff for those type of things. There are lots of probiotic beverages out there. Then for many people, a probiotic supplement would be ideal because you've got to keep the good guys in control of your microbiome, in, in control of your system. And one of the big things that we're seeing now today is that there's actually a different bacteria cascade in individuals who are struggling with what's called diabetes, you know, um, obesity and diabetes and these different yeah. issues that are going on in our society in a big, big way. We're talking about two thirds of the population mm -hmm. and their gut bacteria actually has shifted over and they're seeing this as a consistent thing. So getting your gut microbiome in alignment with more of a healthy person will in intrinsically drive that ship towards being a more healthy person. So those are just a couple of things to, to target. And I just want to do a little bit extra here to share with you guys, just a little bit more of a word of encouragement yeah. and to know that I've got your back. And I know that a lot of amazing things are in the future for you. So just stay focused, keep immersing yourself in empowering information and know, know that good things are on the horizon for you. You know, it's, it's so much right now that you can be grateful for. And I want you to point your attention to that immediately. Like right now, think about something that you're grateful for in your life. And just put that in your mind's eye. Because all of this destruction and sadness and separation, it's just an instant away from changing your state into doing something about it from an empowered place. You know, and you have that opportunity. You have so much that the world needs, you know? Even if it's just your small world with your kids or your mother or your, your family, you know, you are the inspiration for everybody else. So it's time to step up to the plate and, you know, get a base hit at least, you know, bunch <laughs> right. it, you know, because 
It's it's time. It's time. We all need you. Oh, I need guys. you. Yeah, and I appreciate you so much for being a part of this community with me. Smile Health community is just blowing my mind. And thank you for all the messages and sharing on social media. I see all of that stuff. Well, mostly all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just blowing my mind. And you are the driving force to help keep this going as well. So thank you for making me a part of your world. I appreciate mm-hmm. you so much. Take care. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome and you're loving it. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Take care.